0: Welcome to Healthy Living, I'm Lori Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Our topic today is mommy wine culture, a very popular and disturbing new trend in parenting. My guest is Celeste Yvonne, author of the new book, It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture. Celeste, great to see you. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Lori. I'm glad to be here too. So you're a young mother and a lot of people in your age group know what mommy wine culture is. But for the rest of us, uh, we raised our children a long time ago, this is kind of a new phenomenon. And we might catch glimpses of it when we go to Target or if we're online and we see you know, the wine glasses that say mommy's sippy cup or baby onesie that say I'm the reason mommy drinks wine and things like that. It's sort of funny from the outside, but there's a very, very uh sad and very serious truth behind it, right?
1: There is. And, and I want to be clear that mommy wine culture isn't someone who happens to be a mother enjoying a glass of wine. That's not what I would consider mommy wine culture. I would consider mommy wine culture the social narrative that implies or jokes that mothers need wine to cope with the challenges of raising our children.
0: But that actually is the message these days. And, you know, mothers, young mothers in particular, look to each other for advice and sort of direction. And this is what they're hearing. And other mothers are saying, yes, you need to drink. We all need to drink when we get together with our kids, if if we have play dates or if we go to the zoo and whatnot. Um, and that's what's being propagated these days. Right. Right. And. It's
1: in my own experience, you know, when I came home from the hospital with my first baby feeling exhausted, scared, confused, um, I kind of looked around me to see like, what do my friends, what's their advice? What What are their suggestions? I went to social media, I looked there, everywhere from every angle was coming at me that wine was the answer, that mommy needs wine. And I took that with a grain of salt because I knew that that wasn't going to solve all my problems. But it chips away at you, especially when you're in early motherhood and you're not feeling your best self. You're low on sleep, you're low on energy. And for many of us, we also are going to start to grapple with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. We're not in the best mental state. So when you keep hearing something over and over again, it starts to kind of fit in your brain like a puzzle piece. And for somebody who begins using alcohol to cope, it feels like this message provides some justification for what could be a drinking problem.
0: And it's so accepted and even encouraged among other mothers. It's like, don't worry about it. You're fine. We're all doing it. Let's do it more. Can you give some examples of mommy wine cultures, like when moms get together, you know, different types of scenarios where moms are drinking either alone or together? Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to the witching hour, you know, the witching hour
1: for a mother, would generally be considered 5 to 7 p.m. when a young mother uh, has been with the kids all day. She is drained, and that's right the peak time when kids just, they're tired too. And often they will be dysregulated. They might be jumping off the walls. And that that's at the point where mothers have just lost all their patience. And turning to alcohol right about that time seems like such a an easy thing to do, something that's harmless. It wouldn't hurt anybody. Um, And it wouldn't if it was just one glass. I think the problem is with addiction, with alcohol, uh, it's progressive. And one often turns to two and can, can even turn to three or four, like it did in my case. And what felt innocent and a necessary coping mechanism becomes dangerous pretty quickly. Well, what made you decide to stop drinking? I reached a place where I realized the line between want and need in my own alcohol use was getting smaller and smaller. Um, I started to see that my parenting was becoming more strained. I wasn't really showing up for my kids the way I wanted to show up. I had always wanted to be a mother, And here I was now in early motherhood, and all I wanted was to get to five o'clock where I could have my my drink and uh, get to the kids' bedtime where I could put them down and just be done for the day. I wasn't enjoying motherhood the way I always envisioned myself to do it. And I saw alcohol as really feeding into a lot of the problems I was experiencing. I would wake up with hangovers, not feeling good, not feeling ready to parent, not even wanting to parent. I was exhausted and drained, and um, I saw that alcohol was becoming more of a problem than a solution,
0: and that's why I decided to quit. And how many other mothers do you think might be experiencing something that you went through? Oh, so many.
1: I'm a host for Sober Mom Squad, and the Sober Mom Squad was born out of the pandemic when I think mothers really bore the brunt of um, now we're homeschooling, the mental load of motherhood, um, all these things being isolated at home with our families. uh, We saw alcohol use really spike in that time. They were desperate for reprieve. They were looking for answers and they were not finding them in alcohol because alcohol, you know, once you get to two or three or more drinks, it, it does become a big part of the problem. Luckily for me, you know, I got to also see people finding solutions and sobriety by not drinking. We do get our energy back. We are able to sleep better. We're more present for our children and we're more able to experience the magic we so often hear about parenting but can't experience for ourselves when we're drinking the experience away.
0: Sober Mom Squad. Talk to us about what exactly that is and how people can get involved with it.
1: Yeah. So it is the group that was born out of the pandemic, but still going strong. They have several meetings every day. They've got an app that you can join in and it's open to anybody who considers themselves uh, exploring a sober lifestyle or curious about a sober lifestyle and identifies as a mother. Um, It's been such a great resource for me as somebody who's never been in a recovery community prior, Um, and it's really helpful for mothers who do have a drinking problem or are in recovery for a drinking problem, but are also navigating little kids running
0: around and aren't necessarily able to leave the house every day for in-person meetings. Mommy wine culture, is it sometimes difficult to find other mothers who are sober? Absolutely. I, I'd say it's not something people wear like a badge of honor on their shirts at PTA meetings. In fact,
1: um, the pressures to drink when you are in a social setting with other mothers can be really challenging I remember a mommy play date where I went to when I was in my early sobriety and I felt a lot of pressure to drink, to fit in with the other mothers in the group. And of course I didn't, and I'm so grateful I didn't, but I could see how somebody who felt like they had a strained relationship with alcohol would continue to drink because it seems like there's no other real way to meet other mothers, Motherhood's a very isolating time in those early days, and it does feel like it can be lonely. It's the loneliest lonely when you're never alone. Um, So finding other moms and finding ways to connect with them can feel really vital. And when you aren't drinking, when you are trying to abstain, that can add some challenges and some complexities to the when, the where, and the how you're going to connect with other mothers. I think the more we speak about sobriety or sober motherhood, the more what I hope will be inclusive uh, when other mothers are having these gatherings, when we are at the PTA meetings or wherever it is, and people are joking about needing alcohol. My hope is um, people will recognize that drinking isn't the only way to cope with motherhood
0: and that a lot of mothers are
1: or want to do this sober.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Celeste Yvonne. The book is called It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture. Stay with us.
2: If you're tired and exhausted all day, you can't think clearly and you really just need a cup or even a pot of coffee to get through your day, then join me, Dr. Josh Axe, for this new series where I'm going to teach you how to transform your diet and use essential oils and supplements to get a better night's sleep.
0: Wake up to your best life. Call 1-800-700-7000 to get your free DVD or booklet of Protect Your Sleep today. Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement of getting the Bible yes, Lord into public schools.
2: Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 7:30 on the CBN news channel.
0: Promises committed to loving and serving at-risk children to helping keep families together and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world we're working in over 60 countries around the world and with your help we can do even more there's an old African proverb I love that says if you want to run fast run alone but if you want to run far run together At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us?
2: Stay connected with CBN News all day across our platforms.
0: Welcome back to Healthy Living, and we're continuing our discussion with Celeste Yvonne, author of the book, It's Not About the Wine, the Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture. And Celeste, before we took the break, uh, you were talking about hopefully, you know, sort of starting a new revolution where it's cool and it's okay for moms to get together and not drink. How does one go about doing this? I mean, how do you get the courage to to start this and just say, you know, let's not do this, guys?
1: You know, I think for me, uh, when I started connecting with people and meeting other sober women, that was really what gave me kind of the courage to be more open and vocal about my own story. I think that's why having a community can be so important regardless of what you see your relationship with alcohol. If you are sober curious, there's going to be a community for you. If you identify as an alcoholic, there's a community for you. If you are a gray area drinker, there is a community for you. And gray area drinking is in between what would be maybe a moderate drinker and an alcoholic. And a lot of people identify as gray area drinkers. And what I learned in my own experience is, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So many people have complicated relationships with alcohol. So choosing to abstain doesn't say anything about you as a person, certainly nothing negative. And I have been able to build off that feeling and just being grateful for my sobriety through having a sober community, through knowing other women who are doing this right alongside with me. In my real life, though, I don't know a lot of other sober women. So getting that community, whether it's online or uh, with a local program,
0: is so important. And, you know, the deception about alcohol, especially when it comes to motherhood, is that you, you think it makes you a better mother. And that's what we see on social media. That's what we see on all the advertising with mommy wine culture, is it makes you a better mother. But it actually has the opposite effect, doesn't it? Yeah. And if you look at the science
1: of alcohol, it is alarming uh, because a lot of the things we think alcohol does do for us is, in fact, doing the opposite. Alcohol is proven to increase our anxiety. We know hangovers can make you feel awful. Well, that's because it's essentially our body detoxing from the alcohol we put in our system. Um, What I went through my own recovery journey, getting to see the science behind what alcohol is doing to my brain has been really mind blowing in that it shows me that there is this brief dopamine spike Um, which is why it feels good in the beginning. But then there's a huge dopamine depletion, like a valley, which is why you either crave another drink or you start to get sad and weepy, or you go through the process of a hangover where your body's detoxing the alcohol that you put in your system earlier. So it's really doing a lot of negative things to our body. And once you learn that, you start to realize it's not this harmless coping tool we've made it out to be. And when you start to dig into, th- into that place and realize alcohol is not doing you any favors, then you can start drilling down into what are some better coping strategies for me as a mother.
0: And what would those be? Because women do, you know, m- young mothers are experiencing more anxiety than ever before because of like what you were saying, the pandemic and what the kids are going through and safety at the schools and the list goes on and on. You know, what I've seen
1: through my research of this book is mothers are in a really precarious situation in today's age more than ever. Um, not only is the strain and stress of motherhood hard and has always been hard, but we're in a very unique place where we're in this perfect storm of expectations, pressures, and a lag of systemic support. And when I think about the lack of postpartum support mothers receive once the baby's born, you know, a lot of the focus and attention goes on the baby and not on the mother's maternal and mental health. Uh, Then you think about the lack of support and flexibility in the workplace, just as more mothers are returning to work than ever before, And then I think about the unequal distribution of labor on the household front for traditional homes. We've got a lot of women returning to work, but they're in a traditional home where the expectations that they're in charge of running the household is still there. There's not a shift. There's not a more level distribution between a husband and wife in a traditional home. And... um, that weighs on us for obvious reasons. So you think about the mental load of motherhood, which is that, you know, that ticker in your brain of all the things you need to be doing. Um, and it it's heavy. It's probably heavier than it's ever been. So when I see the stats that show more women are drinking than ever, I see all these things and it, it makes sense. Like I, I can see why. We are in this place where we feel desperate for a crutch. We Mm -hmm. need something to kind of soften the blow of what feels like this gut punch
0: of so much stress and strain on mothers, maybe perhaps more than ever before. Absolutely. The stress is real, but the answer is not alcohol. All right, we're going to take another break and be right back with Celeste Yvonne. The book is called It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture. Stay tuned.
2: Yeah, buddy. How many nickels are in a dollar? There are 20 nickels Oosh! in a dollar. How
0: do birds fly? Does milk really make my bones stronger?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Daddy, when we die, will we go to heaven?
1: Do you have the answer to life's biggest question?
0: Call the 700 Club. We'll help you find answers to the important questions life brings your way.
2: Nutrition. Exercise, essential oils, weight loss, and more. It's Healthy Living with Lori Johnson.
0: Talk about what's in this.
2: Join CBN health reporter Lori Johnson to get the latest information from today's top health experts.
0: This is fantastic.
2: Find out what you need to know to live a healthier life. Watch Healthy Living Tuesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. Hello, I'm Dr. David Perlmutter, board-certified neurologist and number one New York Times best-selling author. Wouldn't it be great to boost your energy, eliminate brain fog, and even reverse brain disease? Well, you can, and I'm gonna show you how, along with some of the world's most well-respected brain experts, in this DVD, Protect Your Brain. Get Protect Your Brain, a free DVD, only from the Christian Broadcasting Network featuring experts on the cutting edge of neuroscience and brain health. No matter how many times you've failed in the past, you really can do this. In Protect Your Brain, you'll discover simple strategies to keep your brain young and healthy. Improve your memory, discover the gut-brain connection. In Protect Your Brain, get your free copy at CBN.com or call 1-800-700-7000. If you want to improve the quality of your life, Get the DVD, protect your brain, and get it today.
0: Welcome back. We're talking about mommy wine culture with Celeste Yvonne, author of the new book, It's Not About the Wine. And, you know, Celeste, you were talking before about... Um, The amount of alcohol that some women are drinking, and it's a lot and gets more and more as time goes on. And yet the CDC says women should not be drinking very much alcohol at all. Talk about some of the health uh, problems that come from drinking too much alcohol for women. Yeah, I mean, the
1: stats are alarming
0: uh, that we're seeing
1: that more women are drinking than ever. We're seeing an increase in ER visits to women um, in this mid-age range of I'd say, you know, 30s to 50s. And that's that's going up. It's been going up for several years, but it went um up even faster since the pandemic. You know, you've got the hangovers, you've got the foggy brain, even on top of the foggy brain that already comes from motherhood itself it does impact your sleep, it impacts your energy, all these things we so desperately need in motherhood. Uh, we are negatively impacting it with alcohol, and then you're seeing more long-term implications, health implications um, that, can, that can lead to lifetime complications or early death. Um, this is not a, a harmless coping mechanism. Um, in any way, shape or form. And the CDC is finally showing us that there really is no safe amount to drink, despite the cognitive dissonance we've had
0: collectively for so long that some amount of alcohol is considered safe. And uh, it puts you at risk, not only for some of the things you mentioned, but also Actually increases your risk for a number of different types of cancer as well you know you talked before a little bit about you know the the, the distribution of labor within a marriage oftentimes where you have two parents who are working and yet the mother is the one who's doing eighty percent of the domestic stuff she's making all the lunches she's making all the doctor's appointments you know doing the shopping and and whatnot so can you talk about some ways that that the, the fathers can help out to eliminate this, this anxiety that the moms are feeling.
1: Yeah, and I also wanna say, there are so many fathers out there who want to do more, um, but it's kind of this vicious cycle because for mothers, we have these impossible parenting standards that we put on ourselves or societies put on us to do it all and make it look easy. And in some ways, in my own relationship, too, I pushed back on my partner seeking to be more supportive because I wanted to be that mom. I wanted to be the one doing it all, um, just breezing through, making it look like an Instagram feeds dream, um, even as I was drowning inside. So the ways that fathers can be more supportive is through a very detailed and specific redistribution of labor at home. And that can look like literally going through all the tasks that needs to get done in a household, down to cleaning, down to organization, down to childcare, uh, driving. I mean, all the things that go into the day-to-day that help you and your family swim smoothly. And matching it up better so it's more aligned and more equal. Um, I think every couple needs to do this after having a baby because things shift so significantly once a baby's born. A lot of couples don't have this conversation, um, and they just try to coast. And the problem with that is resentment builds, um, animosity builds, and the person who's bearing the brunt of it start leaning on other ways to cope or maybe to internalize the anger or frustration
0: mm-hmm. they're feeling. And sometimes, oftentimes that can that can turn to alcohol use. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna take one final break and be right back with Celeste Devon. The book is It's Not About the Wine. <laughs>
2: Region's first ROTC graduate student. I'm Ephraim Graham, and this is Studio Five. Cruise with me as I discover the good things happening in the world of music, sports, television, and movies.
0: The fact that Ryan Coogler was gonna be directing the film, I knew that something special was gonna happen.
2: We'll chat with artists at the forefront of entertainment and explore the connection between popular culture and faith. I asked my pastor, I said, well, does that mean I'm supposed to be a preacher? He says, well, no, you already have a pulpit. Wednesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. How would you like to get a redo on your health, on your body, on your arteries, so you could have the energy you had 20 years ago? The great news is you can. I'm Dr. Mike Roizen chair the wellness institute at the cleveland clinic i've written four new york times bestsellers. but even better than having to read all that you can listen to this dvd and watch it
1: protect your heart yes you can here's how
2: go to cbn.com or call 1-800-700-7000 for your free copy of protect your heart let the medical experts show you their new discoveries on how to avoid heart disease and even reverse it Easy steps to uncover the hidden dangers in your medicine cabinet, reduce stress, and get a complete do-over for your health. Call 1-800-700-7000. That's 1-800-700-7000. Or go to CBN.com to claim your free copy of Protect Your Heart. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news breaking news alerts set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories read the most important news and watch cbn news channel live cbn news because truth matters go to cbnnewsapp.com to get the app today
0: welcome back we're talking with celeste Avon. the book is it's not about the wine a book about mommy wine culture and how to escape from it. Um, Celeste, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Um, Talk to our viewers about where they can get information about the book and more information about you. Yeah, so I'm on social media. My handle is The Ultimate Mom Challenge. And my book,
1: It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture is available uh, for sale today, anywhere books are sold. And my hope with the book is that it'll help mothers or parents in general who feel stuck in the alcohol trap and show mothers how to cope with some
0: of our biggest stressors without relying on alcohol. And to not believe the lie because it's out there on social media, it's on all the shelves that this is the answer. Uh, drinking wine is the way to get through motherhood. And, and what a sad message to, t- to tell the children that, that I need to drink because of you, right? Right. It sends such a negative message to our children. And I want people to know there's nothing
1: there's, there's something beautiful about being sober. It's not deprivation.
0: Sobriety is liberation. Indeed. All right. Well, once again, the book is called It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture. Celeste Bon, thank you so much for writing the book, for being a, a resource for women who need to get out of this lifestyle. We appreciate your time today as well. Thank you so much, Lori. And thanks to you for joining us for this edition of Healthy Living. I'm Lori Johnson, and we'll see you again next week.